Welcome to another episode of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler. And in this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. Good news, bad news. Bad news first. Growth comes from learning, which is a lifelong endeavor. Good news. Growth comes from learning, which is a lifelong endeavor. At the Money Nerve Academy, we hold space to explore, navigate, discover, and heal your relationship with money. With our online course, Mastering the Emotions of Money, you can get in touch with your fears, blocks, and beliefs around money so that you can become more aware of your current financial story. By understanding why you do what you do with your money, you can create a different ending to your financial story than the one currently taking place. Check out themoneynerve.com and start mastering your emotions of money. Well, I am super delighted today. I am super delighted because we have this amazing woman who is a mom and a business owner and an entrepreneur, um, Whitney Bonds. Whitney, welcome. Welcome, thank welcome. You. So thank good you, to have thank you. Thank you. I'm so now, happy Whitney to be here. Whitney was a marketing manager uh, in the corporate world when she found out she was pregnant with her second child. Wanting to spend more time with her kids, she scoured the internet looking for ways moms could make money from home. After months, months of searching with no luck, she started reaching out to work-from-home moms to ask how they got started. To document their stories and offer help to other moms, Whitney created Tried and True Mom Jobs, a blog where she shares tips and legitimate job opportunities for other moms to become debt-free and create income while having the flexibility to raise their kids. With the support from her husband, Whitney built the site while working full-time and being a full-time mom, which I think is 24 hours, 24-7. <laughs> and although never intending to be an entrepreneur, Whitney has been able to turn tried and true mom jobs into a six-figure business in just under two years. Whitney, thank you for meeting with us. It's uh, great to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Now, I know you talked about – I know you mentioned that you – you were pregnant with your second kid when you started looking. You just had a kid. Yes. <laughs> Time flies. Time Another flies. Kid. Now, what kid is this? Number three or number four? Uh, number three, okay. which I want to hopefully stop at. You're going to stop that. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. And did you plan for this kid? Yes. This was pl- this, this one was planned. <laughs> okay. And how do you plan for a kid? Like, what, like in other words, financially, it's going to cost some money. Is that part of the conversation? Like, yeah, you know, honest. Uh, well, we we were we have a nice savings account that we've been building up to over the years. So I knew, like, for us to have a kid, it costs about four thousand dollars. So it's important to know that you know before it's you important have kids. to know that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, it really depends on your insurance and things like that. So um, we just have this eighty twenty, and then our deductible is pretty high, like three thousand or something like that. So. Um, yeah, so it was just our situation and how our insurance is set up. So we knew going in that we would have to spend about $4,000 just just for having the baby. This yeah, that's not, not even the food and the clothes <laughs> no. and the education and no. a lifetime of... <laughs> right, and that's another reason why I nurse my son. <laughs> it's free. It's also healthy and all those other benefits, but it's also free. So, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so we just prepared just by um, continuing to... Uh, dedicate money to our savings account where we knew we would be able to afford to actually have another kid. So that's how we just kind of really stayed for them. Okay. And what would you say? I'm going to take these off. Sorry. What would you say is the biggest challenge of being a mom and working full time, either, you know, working for yourself or somebody else? It's, there's got to be challenges. Oh my gosh. Because a mom is a full time job and 
especially where I am in my life now, because when I first started my business, I just had my um, son who was two years old at the time. And then I had my daughter who was just an infant. So she pretty much slept all the time. And then my son was still taking three hour naps. So I could still get up early in the morning. And then, uh, you know, when he would wake up, I could care for him. And then when he took his nap, I get more work done. And then at night I could get some more work done. So it wasn't as hard. But now with having three kids, it's a whole nother deal because now they're not napping as much. And it's just, yeah, it's a little chaotic. But um, honestly, if you I just feel like if you need to you do it, you do it because you have to. So if you have to get up early in the morning because you got to get some work done before the kids get up, you just do it. You know, you just kind of have this mindset of just I got to get it done. Whether And it's not pretty. But it is doable. So that is why I just want everyone to know that they can do this stuff. And my kids will not be this age forever. You know, they're going to get older. They're going to be in school when they can, you know, especially with what's going on in this world today. But, uh, you know, they'll be in school for most of the day where I will have all that time to really work more on my business. So there are sacrifices in it where I, I know I can do so much more with my business, but I just can't with what's going on right now. So um, but I can but I will do what I can do. I will say that. Okay. Well, it's, I would imagine that if you're a mom and you're working flexible hours, you have to do a bit of budgeting of time and a bit of budgeting with your finances. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. It's all about time management. And, um, that's how we've been able to do it. Just, um, time management and just making sure that we can set aside time to actually work on our finances and making sure that we can do things to make more money and stuff like that. How often do you and your husband talk about money um, like once a week, once a month? And do you budget together? Um, It's more like I feel like we just got a good rhythm to it. Like we know how much we can afford for groceries each month. And then we know, so we don't have to talk about it because we know what we do. We're really good on um, being able to just um, budget together and talk about we're I've been very blessed that my husband is very frugal and I am very frugal. So we don't have to like, we don't like to spend money on anything. We literally don't spend money on anything. And now that even though we do have an extra income from my blog, we still don't spend money on anything. So that's why I think like I'm making myself like say I can spend some money on some things. Like I love food. So we have been doing a little bit more eating out and things like that just because I, I'm, well, I just have my, son and I'm like the last thing I want to do right now is cook another meal so um and not that this say is healthy or anything this is really bad horrible advice but I've just been taking a break from myself just to say like uh we can't afford to you know go to Olive Garden or something like that do the carry out we just do carry outs and stuff especially yeah. with what's going on right now but um but yeah but we, we just don't really spend any money like yeah even when it comes to clothes and things, we're always, we're still frugal, always looking for sales, always looking for hand-me-downs first. We'll always ask our family and friends, you know, has CJ grown up anymore where we can take his clothes? So um, we just take advantage of all, like, uh, free opportunities, too, and do things that don't cost any money, really. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I think for some people, uh, maybe more so in Los Angeles, but you know, there's the ego of, Oh, I have to buy it brand new. And it's gotta be, I paid double what everybody else paid instead of, Hey, there's a great little shirt that his cousin wore or, and, and, and actually just be frugal, which I think is a good word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Because honestly, when you think about it, my kids, they don't wear the, the same outfit very often. So when right. it's like not a new condition, but it's not in bad condition at all. So the condition of the clothes that we give to other people, it's in a fairly good condition. So it's not anything to look down upon. It's just a great like gift. It's free, you know, it's free. And yeah. They're kids. They're going to grow. Uh, let me ask you this. Did you know anything about your husband, his financial future? Um, before you just once you decided he was the one, did you like know anything about his finances before? Nothing. No, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't know anything about mine either. He didn't, no credit checks. <laughs> no, I, and I think about that now because when we, I, I found out when we actually went through marriage counseling. So we were already engaged, about to get married, and things like that. And we were in counseling, and, and that was one of the things that we had to talk about was our finances. And um, that's when he told me how much he made. And then that's when I told him how much I made. And then I told him how much debt I had because <laughs> I had student loan debt and he didn't have any debt. So I was really embarrassed because I'm over here coming to a marriage, giving him debt. Mm-hmm. And I always say that that was my motivation to hurry up and get my debt down. I really wasn't motivated to get it down at that, you know, before this. But then I'm like, it's not a fair for him to um, mm-hmm. inherit this debt by just marrying me. So that was it was good for me, too, because I really um, got it down like I had like $12,000 of student loans that I was bringing into our marriage. So I just worked to get that down pretty quick. That's awesome. And did you feel like he had any judgments about it or did you feel like he was totally? Uh, he joked about it, but, you know, I'm sure he wasn't like happy about it. He was just like, oh, so I'm getting all, all $12,000. You know, I, obviously it wasn't enough for him not to marry me. He still married me. So um, but it, to me, it was a little embarrassing just because, you know, it's just like, it's not a good thing to have, but it's just nice to know that he loved me enough to take it. And I know there's other people who have bigger debts that still get married, which I encourage marriage for sure. But I do think it is healthy to have the conversation before you even have to say, you know, get asked to be engaged or anything like that. Yeah. No, it's, I've seen people get married and find out their spouse had a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. And it's always a fun conversation after the reveal. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you plan to talk to your children about money or do you already talk with your son who's a little bit older, like when mm-hmm. he wants a new toy? How do you have those conversations with kids? Well, so it's nice that I do work from home because sometimes I'm working and he's right beside me, like playing with Legos or something like that. And then if he'll like say, mom, what are you doing? I'm saying mommy's working so she can make money so we can get uh, you this next toy or something like that. So I'm just trying to teach him that it does take work to get money. It's not free. So um, just like in our daily lives, just when I am, because, yeah, so when I'm working at home, basically, I'm just always showing him that I'm doing this because so I can get money. And then so we can buy things that you want and that, you know, stuff like that. So that's kind of what how I've been doing it. Um and we, he has a little piggy bank where he has money so he can see that he does have money. And like if he wants to spend it on something, he can use his money. He's four years old, but still, um, it's just nice to kind of start to introduce it and sh- show him that it does take work to make money. No, that's awesome. And how much financial help do you think you should give a child? Like, will he get an allowance? Will they get an allowance? Uh, will they help get help with college? Like, do you have a... a- you know, this is a real... I'm glad you said that. I don't know because... Um, I had to figure that out because when I went to college, my parents weren't in the situation where they couldn't help me. And that was my drive to, I applied for like 
honestly, hundreds of scholarships. And I got over $40,000 in scholarships just because I had that drive and determination that I did not want to have to have too many student loans when I got out of college. So I know if I just offered my kids here, your college is paid for, they would never have that drive and motivation to do the work that it takes to get um, go to school for free almost or get a nice amount of money. So I really, my husband, I think everyone has, it depends on how they're raised. My husband had his, um, his dad pay for his college and my parents didn't pay for my college. So that's where we differ. So he thinks that we should definitely pay for our kids' college. But I say we shouldn't because they, they need to work for this stuff. And I always learn that people will do what, like if they just have it handed to them, they don't have that. They don't care that much. It's not that they don't have that much value for it. And if yeah. they are actually putting their money to, down for it or trying to get these scholarships, then they'll work harder for it. So uh, when we get to that point, I'm really going to enforce that. Or at least I want to have my kids. Uh, I, I'm like not I'm an entrepreneur. I'm all for entrepreneurship. So I want to get my kids started early in entrepreneurship. So, you know, if they make their own money and have enough money. But at that time, when they go to college, they're going to use their money. Definitely not my money. <laughs> That's good. And and when you and your husband are talking about money and you have differences of opinion, um, who normally wins? And uh, or how do you work out the differences? Um, that's a good question. Because I do follow the very traditional role of the husband is the head. And uh-huh. then, you know, I go through his leadership. But um, like I do have a say, too. So <laughs> I do make sure that um, like, I don't know, we're really good at compromising. But I will say that I, it depends whatever makes more sense because we're, we're both like. I'll like back up if it makes more sense of what he's saying. But I think if I have something that's really makes a lot of sense, then like he has to use his brain too and say, okay, you're right. That does make more sense. So, I mean, but we will have conversations about it and um, it may be a couple conversations if I didn't get the, what I wanted out of it. So <laughs> it'll help keep going until I kind of get what I want or, or I'll like back up a little bit and say, okay, I understand. I see what you're saying. So someone has to bend. Yeah. That's awesome. And do you uh, have any memories of what your parents told you about money or didn't tell you about money? Like, and have you carried that into your current life? Well, I know my dad, for example, he was always like a saver. Like he always just had money coming out of books. Like he just liked to hide money too. Just always. So he just always had money. And I'm not, I guess I'm not like that though. But now that I think about it, um, but I, I do remember, like, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, and it didn't seem like we didn't have a lot of money. And I remember, though, one time um, we were having a really like, a really good time, and I was like, I love being poor. And then my mom said, you never say that. But it was just because I think we were doing some things just to – we were doing something, I guess. I can't even remember what it was, but I just remember saying that. And then my mom saying to never say that, but it was just the fact that we didn't have a lot of money, but we were still just enjoying each other and having such a good time. I just realized that you don't, we don't need money. I like it like this. So it was just nice to know that you can, you know, it's just, I I know that money is not everything, but I do know money does help you a lot. (laughs) So, but honestly, um, I never thought I'd be in this position had it not been for my kids, because I would never have been forced to be in entrepreneurship so I could actually be home with my kids. Yeah. So I never even imagined a life like this to be an entrepreneur or anything. So um, I just never knew you could make so much money, like make money. <laughs> you can make like money. This. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I do think there is something to um, learning to live with what you have. And um, 
like I remember we didn't have a lot of many growing up. And so we made costumes using aluminum foil. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you just get creative. Yeah. Um, and so you're forced to tap into yeah. everybody my else's. Aunt, yeah. I'll never forget. She put a garbage bag over my cousin and said, you're a raisin. And that's what he was for Halloween. So we do what we do what it takes just to, you know, get by. And you we do. enjoy it. It's funny, you know? So. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, um, do you think um, that money, uh, it certainly makes things more comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. But I do, I, I mean, I think. For me, anyway, not having had money and then having the experience of being able to enjoy. Um, and then I always talk about, you know, I took a trip. Um, people, Some people know this story like forever. But when I went to Tanzania and uh, the people were the happiest people I'd ever met and I couldn't get over it because I was like, well, they're not living in a fancy house. They don't have a nice car. These people are happy, happy, happy. And they would give me the only shirt off their back. And it really challenged my the way that I grew up in the U.S. that says you got to have money yes. to be successful. And these people were incredibly happy and in community and in connection. And uh, it really shifted my my perspective. No, that's so true. I've learned that even in, like having my son, my third son, like now that we do have money, it honestly does not make you happy because I've been like sleep deprived, just trying to manage my life. I'm like, I'm not happy because I just, I I can't even function right now. And just because we have money doesn't mean that, especially in this pandemic, it's hard to get any help around here because you don't know who has, you know, it's just been really tough. So I'm just thinking like money, this has like been very eye opening. Like just because you have money does not mean that you're happy and your situation is just, you know, you're just rolling smooth. It's just, yeah. Yeah. What was the worst financial decision you ever made? Um, golly, I don't know. I will say I, I have not been that bad with my money. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even think of anything. I will say me and my husband did something really stupid, though. Yeah. Um, we had uh, this lady come in. And she was, we were doing different quotes for our basement and long story short, um, we're just one of those people that are trying to be nice and all that. And, uh, we wanted her to, we didn't want to go with her, but we were just trying to be nice. So we just were, uh, signed something to kind of make her go away. But we didn't know we signed something that said we had, uh, we agreed to the quote, dumbest thing we've ever done in our life. And it was like $13,000 that we had took a loan out for, for a credit. So that, yeah, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Wow. (laughs) Read the fine um, print. Yeah, actually, re- instead of just trying to be nice, we should have just said, no, we want to go with someone else. But we just thought that this was just signing a paper for something else that was not what um, we ended up signing for. Thankfully, their company went under because they were doing some. I mean, it was just a whole like crazy situation. But I mean, that that was probably the dumbest thing that we've done for sure, though, as yeah. far as. And what's, what's the best thing you ever did? What, like you were like, man, that was smart. Um investing i guess yeah um i would probably because you know we've grown our money even just like putting our money into um um we put our money like to capital one off our savings account because they have a nice i think it's like 1.8 or something like that but i just cannot believe how much interest you get just by putting your money in a savings account Uh, because i know we also bank with chase and our savings account that we had before is just like it's pennies like point zero zero. And I'm like, well, we have wasted so much money just keeping our savings in there. 
because yeah. you're not making any money. I just, I'm so like, I don't even know the word for it, but amazed at how much money you can make through just interest Yeah, and just like having it in a bank account. So, um, yeah, that's just, I, yeah, that's probably one of the best things I've done because we're literally just making money by having our money sit there. Mm-hmm. And the more money, obviously you make the more interest, you, the more money you make because of the interest. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, that's probably one of the best things that I've been able to do with my money. So do you invest in, in stocks and bonds and things like that as well? So I'm a big believer in like index funds. Okay. So we put in, we put all of our money into index funds for our retire, our, my IRA, my husband has his own IRA and we to put it in the, this BSTAX fund. It's a mm-hmm. Vanguard account. And it's like an all-star, all, I can't talk, all-stock stock market or something like that. It's all the companies in the U.S. stock market or something like that. Yeah. Follows. Okay. Yeah. How did you learn about stock? How did you learn about those funds? Like for a lot of people out there, they want to do it, but then they're scared or they don't trust financial advisors. How did you, <laughs> how did you learn this? I, so I, I just became like this, um, I don't know if you've heard, oh, you've heard of the fire movement. Yes. And so like, I'm really, I was very intrigued by that. And uh, so I just read a lot of articles. I just became like obsessed with this like concept of being able to retire early and live off your investments and things like that. So I found um, JL Collins. I'm sure you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's how you say his name. And he has this whole concept of just like investing your money in the fund. I talked about the BS, BSTAX or something like that. And we'll find out the fund and we'll post it. In the, you. If, it yeah. if you can, and if you can help us find it, I'll look for it too. Sure, No but problem. We'll, yeah, we'll put that and, in for people. Um, he just has his, he did a lot of research on it and he showed his research and it made me more confident to invest my money in it like he does because um, it's just the concept of that the market will always go up. It's going to be volatile, but you just have to know that what goes up or what goes down to will always come back up. So we'll eventually you, go back up. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. So you just can put your money, it, you know, you don't put your money in the stock market thing. You're going to get something quick out, but just knowing that, it will do well. It's an aggressive account. So obviously when I get older, I do want to put in a more conservative account, but this is what I think will work best for us and our money to uh, to work for us to be an aggressive account like this one I'm talking about right now. Yeah. And then when I get older, then I'll go ahead and make it more conservative with more bonds and stuff like that. But I, I didn't know any of this stuff, though. I just researched it and then I just read tons of uh, like I'm a big part like. I love reading comments and forums and things like that because I want to see what people are actually saying who who've done this. Yeah. So like, after doing all that, I felt confident to just go ahead, say, go ahead and say, I'm going to put all my money for my 401k, especially when I quit my job. I need to know what accounts I could put more. I wanted my money and I didn't want to put pay for a financial advisor or anything like that. I just wanted to just do my own research. And that's kind of how um, we, we do our investing now is just, straight up index funds, low cost, low maintenance, you know. Well, that's awesome. And I think a lot of people don't realize like there's so much information when you go on these search engines, you can find so much information and you can read the comments and people say steer clear or this has been awesome. And you just have to do a little bit of work, but it can be done on your own. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's, that's awesome. Now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a trick question out maybe. Um, so your father-in-law is a preacher. Yes. Yes. Does that put a little bit of a microscope on you and your husband to behave financially in a certain <laughs> way? Um, honestly, 
even if it did, I, I'm not that person that cares. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess it is nice that we have been able to be responsible with our money and being able to build a business and show people that you can build from nothing. Cause we had like nothing, just typical middle class married couple. But, um, yeah, so I think it's been nice to show our journey and just building the, my business and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I don't feel any pressure or anything like okay. that. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> cool. What would you say is the most rewarding part about having your own business and helping uh, moms find jobs and, and, and giving them information? Like, what's, what do you get from that? That is the most rewarding part to me is just the helping part because I know when I was looking for a job. I just wanted to know what were my legitimate options because there's so many scams out there when it comes to working from home that I just wanted to know what were my legitimate options and I couldn't find anything out there and specifically what actual moms can do because being a mom, we have to have flexible jobs because our kids are there with us. So we can't just do any kind of job that's a work from home job out there. So um, I think my the most rewarding part is just showing other moms what they can do and what their options are because I know that they feel so stuck and they don't know what they can do. And I like to have my resource for them there so they can actually see all the jobs that moms are actually doing today and how much they make and then how they can get started as well. Okay. What's the biggest question you get or what's the biggest challenge that you experience from the people that reach out to you and, 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 and what are, what are moms like, what are moms out there saying? Well, and the biggest challenge is they're saying um, people don't want to do the work. They're just saying, what do you think I would be good at? And I'm, I don't I don't have the answer to that. So I just say, honestly, you just need to I would recommend to look through the different stories and think about what your personality sits is better suited for. And is it becoming a bookkeeper? Is it becoming like, do you want to work with people? virtual assistant work or things like that. It just honestly depends on you and your skill set and kind of what you want to do. So like, I like to talk to these people, but I don't know how, you know, who they are or the type of person they are. And, and I know it's hard to kind of find if they don't know themselves, it is hard to find out what kind of job they want to do. But honestly, it just kind of takes to just get started in doing something. So that's what I always just recommend them to do is just to look at the different stories really understand what the job is and see if it will be better suited for them. Cool. If your three children told you that they wanted to be artists <laughs> um, and they weren't going to make a lot of money, um, what would you tell them? I would tell them, I would help them make money with their art. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because you can make money through art. It's just you have to be strategic about it and you just have to. So I'm all for doing what you enjoy, but at the end of the day, you still have to get food on the table and, you know, make, make some kind of money. So I do want them to be able to enjoy life, but also to not have the burden of not having any money. So I do want them to learn how they can make money, or I would try and teach them different passive income things that they can do. So they don't have to worry about money because it could work for them where, while they can actually do things that they enjoy. So that's honestly what I probably would do, but they have to cook figure out how to make some money. Okay. And <laughs> at this moment, your, your son is four. Um, mm-hmm. Have you already started figuring out what you want to push them toward or like, he'll be a good lawyer or he'll be a good firefighter or. Like- yeah. Well, he's on like this YouTube thing now, but I, I don't feel comfortable with that because I just, 
you know, kids and celebrityism and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It just, I'm, I want to keep them like, you know, a little, yeah. A little I, more just, grounded. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, you look, I don't, it doesn't take a genius to kind of figure out where these kids have gone with their lives. There's all this fame and all this stuff. So I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that part out with them. Um, but right now, yeah. So I don't know yet. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that he wants to sort of be a celebrity on YouTube. Yeah. Um, this is becoming a very common uh, theme with with kids. And I was just talking to um, somebody the other day who said, I don't you know, my 15 year old son, his goal is once he finishes college, he's going to be a gamer. He just wants people watching him play games and he's going to generate millions of dollars. And he he probably will. It's just that awesome. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. how cool of a job is that? You can yeah. make money playing games. Yeah. But I guess it's just like in the you just I just always have to, like you know you want to make sure there's a, a safety net under there because what if YouTube goes away? You know what will he have then? I just you just I want people to always think about the what ifs too. You know you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And what, what skill set does he have just to play games? Yeah. Well, hey, you know, I guess if if that works, it works. Um, yeah. You know, um, what advice do you wish you had been given when you were younger? Uh, I wish that I was. I knew about entrepreneurship. Like this was never, uh, and now that I know about it, I'm like, there's so many advantages, even with taxes and things that you can do, or um, like the tax breaks. What I mean, like you can go on vacation and write a blog post about it and do different things. And you can write that off on your taxes. Like as depending on kind of blog you have, but it's just so many things that I didn't know that people were doing and that you could do when you are an entrepreneur. And I just didn't know any of this until now. So I would have loved to have known about this. Cause I think maybe I could have been bigger or made more money or just had a different mindset. And, um, I just don't think I, I didn't know anybody who was an entrepreneur other than people who were like hair, um, had a hair salon or things like that. And not to say that's not good at all. But I'm just saying I didn't know anything beyond that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so final question, what would you say to all the young moms out there who want to try and have it all? Well, like besides check out your blog and check out your <laughs> site and get some information. But what, what advice would you give to a young mom out there who's feeling a little bit of pressure, feeling that they're not generating income, they got a baby? Yeah, um, I would definitely look at your make creating a routine, I think is big because once you have a routine down, you you see where you, there's holes in your schedule where you could get some work done and have a little more confidence. Say, yes, I can do this because little Johnny sleeps during this time and I can probably get some stuff instead of like, you know, cleaning and stuff like that. Cause I know like with my, with me, I like to just um, do my cleaning and all the stuff I have to do when the kids are up, because when they're sleeping, that is my time to like focus in and, and just get some work done. But I would say that, um, yeah, just creating a routine and understanding that they do have time. You just have to, you know, make time in your schedule for this because you want to be able especially for the moms who want to, you don't, I'm not all for you. Moms should all stay at home and work because that's just not, you know, it's not for everyone, but for the ones who do want to stay at home, I will say that it is doable. It is not easy, but you can do it. And you know, you can have the best of both worlds to make money from home and raise your kids at the same time. You just need to know what your options are and get started. That's really the biggest thing is just to get started. Get started. I love it. Get started. 
So, Whitney, where can people find you on social media? They can find me on Instagram. I started an Instagram account, and it's Whitney underscore TTMJ. And I have a YouTube channel I just started to help people, you know, learn how to blog and kind of get started with that and for work from home jobs. And they can just find me for tried and true mom jobs or they can look my name up, Whitney Bonds. And I and my website, tried and true mom dot com. Awesome. And I want to also give a shout out to FinCon because our connection is through FinCon and you mentioned the fire movement, but FinCon is a great resource, or at least it has been for me to connect with other people that want to learn about finances, that want to share information about finances. And so, uh, and I'm sad that we got canceled FinCon this year, but we'll we'll, we'll hopefully hook up in Austin. And um, so, yeah, people, you know, check Whitney out. Um, and I want to say, uh, don't forget to share the love. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcast players. And if you prefer to watch our episodes, you can head over to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So, Whitney, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, out of your job, out of your raising kids, out of being a <laughs> wife, and, and just sharing a little bit of, of your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Absolutely. 